In a world where cisgender is the norm, our heroes must navigate the storms of misgendering, misunderstanding, to create the perfect world. Join Frasley and Sash as they talk about pronouns, preference, and presentation, and speak ever more exciting guests about what it means to be transgender in 2020 and beyond. Hi, I'm Sash, here with my lovely co-host, Frasley. Hello! And together we'll be exploring everything about being transgender and other stuff. How are you, Frasley? I'm doing good. This has been a... A week, um, I'll keep back what I'm about to say in case the person involved uh, listens to this, but oh god, I'll basically just say that my outing got stolen from me, so. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that's wrong. Yeah, I will keep my, my words on that brief, but DM me if you want to know more. I am willing to share uh, everything, but in DMs. Yeah, yeah, that's probably best. Uh, we don't want to talk about it too much here. And I mean, I try not to talk too much about certain people in my life either so yeah because i want to respect their privacy even if they don't respect me but other than that other than that i am doing really well like i, I feel good and it's just i oh i gotta say sash you are amazing you, you made me cry you, you sent me a shawl and, I, yes. and then i i saw the note and i'm like oh my god <laughs> i have had that yarn since 2005 actually wow. Yeah, I've been I've been dragging it here and there with me. Um and now there's like a company that does this. They're called Darn Good Yarn up in um Schenectady, New York. Yeah. But uh this was like an independent person, I guess, who just found these Indian women with this yarn and imported it. And a bunch of people got in on the buy. And I actually bought it from one of those people. Nice. So, yeah. So it's it's really, the yarn is very costly to get now, but yeah. I think I got it for like $10 a ball, which wasn't a lot. I mean, it's pure silk. So, yeah. yeah. And, so that was not a lot for silk. And like w- when I put it on, I could just, I could feel the love from you. It's, it's one of those, like yeah. when you, when you put on, you're like, you know somebody loves you and and, it's just, and like i i love those moments where you're like you're you're real i mean because i know you're real because i can see you on the video but that you're actually real <laughs> i don't know am i am i, I a don't know boy you you could be an ai and that's like like really good at video because i mean they're they're deep fakes so you, you never know i actually saw um one of the uh queens on uh rupaul's drag race this past season actually played a robot in this game they have called Sna- no snatch game something like that and she did such a good job i was really impressed you guys should see it it's season 12 of rupaul's drag race which is on vh1 i, I gotta watch that because like I, i've been watching uh the different shows like i've been watching the the queer eye and stuff like that so i i, I don't know why I, I have been behind in so many of these shows. I'm, and I'm like, I'm like, these shows are great. Like, like I, I watched the first episode of, of Queer Eye of one of the seasons and I was just bawling. I'm like, oh, okay. I, I need to watch more of these uh, feel good shows. And like these shows that like, that, like you're like, 
I, 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 I know you. I was, I played the game Tell Me Why, which has a trans masculine actor and in character. And I was like, I know my, my, my journey and his journey are different, but it was so cool to be like, I resonated with, with him in so many ways. I want to get that game. I'm, I'm trying not to spend money right now. Good, um, good idea. Cause um, <laughs> that is a mood. Yeah. No, no salary, no money. Um, <laughs> so I'm trying not to, to <laughs> spend any, but, uh, I don't know. I'm really tempted to get that one anyway. So, uh, so that's how you are. I am doing okay, I guess. But uh, yeah, I've been uh, I've been looking for a new job um, because I lost mine, and it was over something stupid. It's it's the fact that I use cannabis for medical reasons, and apparently that's not allowed. Oh, they don't get yeah. to take that. Your doctor says yes, you need this. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a federal crime, and oh, um, I was working on a federal contract. So yeah, they do get to tell you that. Anyway, looking for a job, definitely need to find one fairly soon, but I went ahead and dispersed yet again, my 401k so that at least I have that money. I will never be able to retire ever. So I will die at my desk um, because I have no retirement funds, but whatever, I'm not bitter. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is what it is. What are you gonna do about yeah. it? Exactly. So, well, the fact that I'm disabled makes me not, kind of want to retire. Um, yeah. It, it would be very I, nice to not to not have to work, but um, I'm the only one of us who does work. So, yeah. And don't even get me started on the uh, federal tax cut slash deferral that's going to eat into Social Security. Don't even get don't even started on that. Oh uh, God! Yeah, I don't even want to. That, that would have been like a whole podcast in itself. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it would. So, and as we can hear, uh, we also have a wonderful guest, uh, Jetta Faye. So, how are you doing, Jetta Faye? I am actually feeling really good. I just got my uh, results for a lot of testing I did for uh, mental disabilities, basically, and now I have all the answers I've been you know, needing. Now well, I can get started on proper treatment and have my medication reevaluated, all that fun stuff. Yeah, so yeah, medication is obviously a big thing with, you know, a big deal with when you have mental issues. So I hope yeah. you can figure that out. Yeah, uh, I take like six different ones. Uh, one of them is just kind of as needed. The others I have to take all the time to either help me sleep, you know, make sure I don't have nightmares or night terrors, you know, deal with my depression and anxiety, and another one for ADHD. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a whole slew of things, a cocktail over here. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing, too, that gets me about the cannabis issue, is that my husband is mentally disabled. Um, he was basically uh, literally dropped on his head a lot as a child. And so he has like physical brain trauma and it has resulted in, you know, obviously PTSD because that's abuse. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and, um, but he found that when he started using cannabis, medical grade cannabis, and this stuff is designed not to get you high, by the way. I yeah. Mean, 
you know, I don't want to say it doesn't get you high at all, but it doesn't get you very high. But he found that his nightmares and night terrors stopped. And so for him to stop using it so that there was no secondary marijuana effect in the house would be a hardship for us. For me, it allows me to forget the pain enough to sleep. Yeah. I mean, I literally can't sleep without it. So I'm just like, you know what, federal government, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I fully support, you know, the use of it, whether, you know, recreational or medical, as long as it helps in some fashion. Then... Yeah, because... I, I admit that I've not studied up on 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 the on the law enough, but like as long as it's not hurting somebody else, yeah, who I mean, the fuck says why you shouldn't take it? I mean, yeah, I mean, and most people don't care as long as you're not coming to work impaired. But yeah, I mean, like guys, yeah, and and honestly, I've been upfront about cannabis use in the past too. You know, back before you could get it for medical reasons, just because it did help. Yeah. my issues and I had a secret clearance they didn't care but for some reason this was a public trust clearance which is less stringent and they went insane on it and all I can think is just it, it's yet another one of those things that's happening because of our wonderful president yep. that, that people are using their power in ways that is just unnecessary they don't even get me started on that and all yeah, the crap same. he has done toward I, people I, of I our community. I could do a whole podcast. Yes, yeah, it could be, and it, but but it probably shouldn't be. No, honestly. but it's, it's it's things everybody knows at this point, you know. Yeah, exactly. put it on the bulletin board. Exactly. This week we wanted to talk about basically a queer platonic poly relationship that we are all in. So how this came up to me is that Frasley, who I've known for years, self-identifies as asexual and aromantic, but they're also in a queer platonic poly relationship with Jetta Faye and now with me. So I think that maybe if we could talk a little bit about what first of all, what polyamory is, and then what a queer platonic relationship is, as, as far as it affects people in general, or and then more specifically us. Did you want to talk some about about being poly, Jetta Faye? I'm, I'm also poly, but I haven't really dated anybody in years, so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people ask what polyamory actually is. They always say, oh, aren't you just cheating on people? And it's like, no, absolutely not. Cheating is never okay, regardless of poly. If somebody says, oh, they're suddenly poly because they got caught cheating, that is bullshit. Because polyamory is essentially the same as, you know, a mono relationship, except with more people. And sometimes, you know, everybody will love each other. Sometimes, you know, it'll just be between two people loving each other, but they're still part of the group as a family. Yeah, I, uh, I have known a lot of people who, when they heard I was poly, suddenly wanted to date me. Now, this was before yeah. my transition, but, you know, there was like, oh, you know, my wife just doesn't want to have sex anymore, was the most typical one. That yeah, I, I get and that I all the like, time. And people always ask, oh, do you guys have orgies? And I'm like, why would you ask anybody this? That's none of yeah. your business. Yeah. And no, if you really must know. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that. Oh, no, absolutely know. not. If you're into that, go for it. Just no. Not yeah, exactly. It's like, if you want to have orgies, go have orgies. 
but that's I'll not what Polly is necessarily. It. Right, yes, of course. Yeah. But uh, yeah. that's not necessarily what Polly is about. Yeah. No, 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 no. And a lot of people confuse it with polygamy as well, where it's one guy with a whole bunch of sister wives. Yeah, it's nothing like that <laughs> at all. Yeah, I I actually tried to watch that show that they did years ago, polygamy Big one? Love. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it... Big Love. And I had to stop. I was like, no, <laughs> this is no, gross. It, like, you know, I'm not going to bash anybody if they do for polygamy as long as they're willing. But uh, not my thing. Very often exploitation of women. It, yeah, it really it felt like that to me personally. Yes. But if, you know, if there's a if there's a woman out there that doesn't feel that way, then, you know, whatever floats your boat, I guess. Yeah, because I mean, I can understand if there's consent and somebody chooses to be in a polygamous relationship and as long as i mean it adds up to that person but typically what i've seen is it's typically one person against every, everybody else and and like yeah there's like a dominance in power and I, i'm like yeah there is i am against patriarchy and stuff like that because it's just it, it's gross it's a, it's typically run into an abuse of power but that's me yeah, I I agree completely. Again, if it's if it is something where everybody has consent, you know, great. But it's kind of hard for me to believe that that's the case, given that in the groups that tend to practice that type of polygamy, it's only several wives. It's not several husbands ever being allowed. Yeah, it's it's yeah. no, it's never the opposite way. It's and, like one husband and multiple women. Exactly. And and to me that just spells right there. Somebody's taking advantage of somebody else. Yeah. But, you know, that's me being judgy. So, you know, I admit. Okay. Like I said, I just kind of say, you know, if you're willing to be into that kind of lifestyle, then more power to you, but me not a chance. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and I'll never tell somebody what they should live just as long as you are a consenting adult and you consent and all that that's you i do I, you <laughs> i prefer if relationships are more equally balanced yeah ditto i've, I've always been very much one for equality yeah and uh i am no less so now that i'm not identifying as female anymore so now what does queer platonic mean queer platonic is basically the same as a romantic relationship but just no romance involved now people will uh think that it's like best friends level but it's no or they think it's like less than romantic but again that's wrong it's the same as it's the exact same as a romantic relationship you know, there's no difference between them. You're still there for them. You still care about them. And in some cases, you may say, I love you, but you know, it's not in a romantic fashion. Yeah. That's the only difference. It, you know, you're still in a relationship like any other. Like, to me, I, I, I kind of see it like a an amalgamation of like like I, like how the Greeks had different things of love. Like they had like the, the friend love and the agape love. It, and, and like, there's like, it's... It's another love that I don't even think the the Greeks spelled out in their different types of love, and because like for both of you, I I I love you both at a deep deep level, and and it's 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 hard to it's hard to put into words, but you put it the the, uh, the right way, Jenna, like like that, yeah, that it's that like I don't feel romance toward either of you, but I feel a deep deep bond with with yeah, both of you. It's a different type of love, just yeah, not romantic, and that's something a lot of people don't really understand because they think romance is the end all be all, and really it's like. Eh. Yeah, 
Because <laughs> I'm demi-romantic myself, which means I do not feel romantic attraction unless I have a very strong bond with somebody. And that usually takes years. And even then, that's not a guarantee that's going to happen. Yeah. So that, and that is on the aromantic spectrum. Same with demisexual being on the asexual spectrum. Uh romance isn't the end-all be-all i used to think that one time but as i was growing up i didn't go on dates and shit <laughs> i really didn't care or i just felt awkward on them like eh, this doesn't feel right <laughs> yeah i used to always think like oh oh i i gotta find that th th that one to be romantic mm -hmm. with but like it was like i was talking with somebody in fact on my other show and i was like wow you're really cool and like and, and, and it was and like talking with them i'm like i don't feel any romance already but i'm like i want to be your friend and, and like and, and with you, I mean, you Jedi, it was even deeper i was like i i, I want to make sure that like we are that we're always together and and, mm -hmm. and 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 we've been yeah and i don't even know i don't even think we've known each other for a year we just clicked no, it it'll be i think december because i i had yeah, you on I for a, a valentine's episode which yeah which I, I was you met like, me, I think, in January then. Yeah. Either January or December, one of the two. Because I know you knew me like for at least a month or so before I you brought me on. And, and I was so. like, I wanted to learn more about your about about your story and your experience. And then you actually taught me about things that I never knew. So it, yeah, we just clicked and it just happened. You know, that's people say they try to look for their love, and I'm like, don't. Yeah, don't. <laughs> I, It'll, things will just happen as they're supposed to, you know. <laughs> even in the 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 heteronormative life, I find that some of the best relationships are the ones that are organic and that you're not really trying to force it. Yeah, exactly. Again, th that's me speaking to somebody who doesn't feel romance, so I, I I'm not trying to speak for somebody else's uh, else's journey. <laughs> no, no, no. Usually, it's just something you want to just let it happen. Yeah. Don't don't be desperate to go find somebody. It, you know. Yeah. Go talk to people, but, you know, don't expect something's going to happen. Exactly. And, and, let, and let it go. <laughs> don't be like those people that go into somebody's Twitch chat. Be like, hey, honey, how you doing? And it, oh, don't those, those, those creeps. Ugh, ugh. Don't and, get me started on that. I've gotten that shit before. Ew. That's, that's fucking gross. It's like. Or getting called a titty streamer, even though I'm wearing like a shirt like this. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I, Sorry, I, said, I... I have big boobs. <laughs> yeah. I fault. <laughs> it's just amazing what people do. I know. My experience is a little bit different because I am actually a hyper-romantic person, which means that I tend to... Well, it doesn't necessarily have to mean this, but in my case, I have historically romanticized things where people are just like, why? Like you wouldn't think it was a romantic thing. This is not to say that I want to be in a relation, a romantic relationship with everyone. I just have weird romantic ideas. Like I think courtly love as described in, in the medieval period is just the most awesome thing where it's completely chaste, the idea, or at least they said it was completely chaste. But, but, yeah, it probably really wasn't. You know it wasn't. But, but the ideal was, was chastity. And yet, but there were, like, poems and songs about how beautiful the other person was and la la. That's me. I confess. I am completely courtly love all over everything. There's, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Like, I, I even enjoy some of those things. Like, yeah. uh, when I was really sick on a Valentine's Day, my husband, uh, Kalis, literally made white chocolate-covered strawberries for me on a Valentine's Day when I was sick. I think it was the, either with a really bad cold or the flu, and I was in pretty much bedridden. 
And he literally delivered it to me in bed and set it beside the bedstand and let me eat it as I could. <laughs> Sweet. See, I'm into all that puppies and kittens and hearts thing. Yeah. <laughs> also with my with my husband. But it's it's like I don't know, I I'm kind of trying and failing to describe my worldview because it sounds like it sounds like, oh, I want to be in love with everybody, but it's not that. No, 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 no. It's, yeah. it's, something, it's something that other people wouldn't probably say is romantic, but to me, that's a romantic ideal. Yeah. Whatever it is. You know, even with, you know, being, Frasley being aromantic, I'm sure he wouldn't mind, you know, chocolate-covered strawberries oh, no. delivered them. He's I, like, hell I, yeah. I, I mean... <laughs> I mean, Sash, even what you did of that shawl, that I, 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 it means so much to me. So, like, like you, you, uh, you, you showing love means a lot. So, I mean, it, 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 yeah. And that's a, a thing with uh, the romantic ideas. Even our romantics, like Frasley and I, uh, can enjoy those kind of things. It just means we don't feel the attraction. That's always exactly. the key word people always forget. We I can mean, enjoy I, romantic ideals. We can enjoy romantic scenes. Oh, but we, I, it's just personally, we do not feel attraction, romantically attracted to people or whatever. Yeah, I, I was I was watching. Uh, a, a, actually, it was a really cool scene of of, of, of two men kissing, and I was like, oh, I'm just like I'm cheering them on. I'm like, yes, yes, and, and I, I again, I would not feel that attraction to somebody else. But I was I was enjoying that they were having a, an amazing moment, and it just like mm -hmm. so I love seeing romantic scenes and. <laughs> I can admit it that I love romantic scenes because, like, I, as a male, I used to try to be like, "Oh no!" But as, I'm, as me now, I'm like, "Oh, I, I, I love it." Toxic masculinity needs to just, you know, be thrown away in the dumpster. <laughs> Absolutely, and I, I think we, we mentioned it, but the, the, the mask we live in, amazing documentary to see because I resonate with so much of it in, in, in my, in my life. Some aromantic people do find other people's romantic displays icky. Which is yeah. fine if yeah, they absolutely. do. Yeah, romantic um, repulsed. Yeah, I know that with my middle child, I kind of learned to keep any romantic gestures with Chris out of the, you know, out of their sight because, it, you know, they would go, oh, stop that, you know, if we'd kiss or something. <laughs> and, you know, and, and at the time, at first, I just attributed this to, you know, to, to, immaturity but it just kept going on as they got older and i was like okay i get it now you know that's fine it might, it's not just a kid thing it's actually the right by it. and that's you know right. perfectly valid yeah. there's it's the same thing with asexuality there's repulsed people that are you know don't like sex at all there's neutral people that's usually where i lay neutral uh same with romance it's neutral ground for me i'm like okay if it's if i like it i like it if i don't i don't whatever yeah, and there's lots of positive people, and you know, for each one too. So and there's even you know little sections of that too. Yeah, like for me, I don't want to engage in any sex with anybody. I can understand sex stuff, but like I I don't feel horny and stuff like that. I mean, so yeah, it's what what I love about all these spectrums is there's so much so much variety for each person to not be labeled into you have to be this. You you, you can find out who are you, and I, I never want to say preferences because no, it's who we are. Everybody can find what are you, and and you can de define yourself based off of what you know about yourself. And you can try on labels, and if it doesn't fit, then you just find whatever does. Absolutely. I've tried like several different labels. <laughs> I I mean I I, I wondered if I was gay, and 
I I know that I'm not, but I, I, I wondered. It was it was one of those having to find different labels. Yeah, I'm exploring my sexuality or lack thereof right now because one of the things that I have come to realize, and it's actually fairly recently, was that I never really had the opportunity to, to decide whether or not I cared about sex. There was just always this insistence from the time I hit puberty on that I must be interested in sex and that yeah. there was something wrong with me if I wasn't. And exactly. so I went along with it for so long. and. My most recent relationship was me telling a guy, and this was back when I still identified as a woman, but, you know, me telling a guy, I really don't want to get involved with you. I'm really not interested. And basically just being, you know, talked into it. And because I am a romantic person, and again, I don't mean by that what most people mean by romantic, really. But because I'm I'm very much into ideals and, you know, blah, 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 he basically finally got me in a weak moment and then betrayed me. Oh. To me, that's him manipulating you. That may as well be great yeah. as far as I'm concerned. No offense. I, I, he actually did physically rape me more than once. And Fucking disgusting. If I yeah. ever found him, he's going to get punched in the face at least once. And then, and then cheated on me, and we were in a poly relationship. So how you do that? You'd be surprised. Cheated on in more poly relationships. It happens. Look, it does happen. Um, I've had people, you know, cheat on their partner, get caught, and then they claim, "Oh, I wanted to be poly all along," and it's like, "No, no you clearly yeah. did not." <laughs> you can fuck right the hell up. Who? who, you know, we were all agreed that we were poly and we agreed to certain parameters of the relationship. And then these people would just go behind my back anyway. Yeah. And it's like... They ain't, they ain't good people then. What the hell? You know? Even in yeah. our relationship, I, I was in a a, 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 queer, a queer platonic relationship with, with Jetta first. And then I... And then I, I talked with Sash and I was like, okay, I need to talk, I need to talk w w with Jetta to make sure everything's okay. And we and we both were in a mutual agreement. I was like, I want, and, and you both know the parameters, and and it's 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 all about understanding it. Yeah, I, and that's that's the proper protocol, essentially. I mean, when you got into a relationship with me, I told you heads up, you know, from February when we first met, that I'm already in a poly group. Absolutely. So you already knew what you were getting into. And, 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 and even before, and, and even even before I went into to a, a, a relationship with you, that that went beyond like best friends you talked with with your husbands to be like hey this is what's going on and be like are you okay with it i mean it, it's... i talked to my other poly group and they're like you know if he makes yeah. you happy then by all means that's how you do it just like any other relationship yeah communication exactly. you gotta communicate communication exactly. honesty trust all of that is needed even in a poly relationship it's not just you know hopping around and banging whoever no and I, I'm going to bring up an example. I will not say specifics, and I, I don't even want to say genders, but there's one one person that was in a, a committed monogamous relationship with somebody. Then they started sleeping around with, with with other people, not ever telling their other partner that they were doing this. And they always claimed the other the other partners that they were poly, but they've, as last I know, never told this monogamous. And it's like, that is fucking wrong, and that is breaking trust, and that is not poly. You are a cheating bastard at that moment. Uh, hell nah. 
Because <laughs> if if you were in the monogamous and then you talked with them saying, "Hey, is this okay?" and they and you both agree, then you can enter as long as. Hard. And then also the the ones that you enter into afterwards, they need to know what's going on too. I mean, you you everyone needs to understand what's going on. They, everyone needs to know the the uh, the groundwork. There's a lot of people who they they talk the talk, but then they don't walk the walk. They do yeah. not. They they don't act in an ethical fashion when when gonads are involved, and it's actually one of the reasons I stopped dating after after that guy. I just said, you know what, I don't have the energy anymore to be hurt. You know, yeah, and 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 that actually it actually made me laugh because i mentioned i know when when we were trying to do this show uh last week that right after frazzle you and i agreed okay we are in this queer platonic relationship something happened which made me not question my commitment or question whether closeness and very very close friendship was a good thing but made me say to myself, oh my God, am I gonna get hurt again? Because I worried about there being a conflict of interest. I yeah. worried about there basically things not being, basically not having thought it through, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I, I, I kind of spent a couple of days just sitting there going, hmm, hmm, is this, you know, was this the wrong thing for me as a person who a is disabled but b is very very much my condition is very much exacerbated by any kind of stress whatsoever yeah and you know and i came to the conclusion i didn't talk to you about it frasley because i didn't didn't want to freak you out unless i had something definitive to say you know what i'm saying i felt like... that it was best at that point to keep it to myself and decide and I finally said, I'm overreacting, which is normal for me, is to overreact. <laughs> I, do, I do it all the time. Yeah. But, I am a worry yeah. board, and I actually had the papers to prove it. <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah, exactly. You know, did so. You also bring up an interesting point that every relationship may have a season. I mean, and, and, and something may, 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 like, one level may work here, and then there is a time where you're like, okay, maybe we need to move it back to friends and back up. I mean, I, I know there's a, a stigma against divorce or even remarriages but sometimes sometimes you're you're in sometimes, sometimes you're out i mean and and it just happened absolutely and and i i would have understood if we had had to back back off at the moment i'm glad we did not because because I, I care about you so much but yeah and 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 i believe uh sax at the time you didn't really know me that well um i think yeah, although it had here is pretty much it. where you've gotten to know me the most <laughs> yeah yeah um it's sash by the way sash sorry um, yeah, no worries. But anyway, uh, yeah, it, this situation had nothing to do with you, by the way. But yeah, you know, obviously, I think it's always a good idea to get to know, to the extent possible, everyone in yeah. a poly group. It doesn't mean getting involved with everybody. No, you don't have to. That would no. be weird. I mean, and, and not you that, not you that it's a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, no. some, some poly groups do do things that way. I know that because we don't live all that far away from each other it might be at some point a cool thing to do to like meet each other halfway just to say hello unless there's no uh, plague anyway well yeah yeah uh, exactly i think to go away uh, first <laughs> yeah yeah i'm not interested in traveling at all right nope. now nope. me either me either so and honestly 
once travel is possible, the first thing I'm going to do is go visit my mom. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because that's that's a situation I don't like. My mom is is real old, and I don't know how much long longer I'm gonna have her. And so I would really like to spend as much time with her as possible. Yeah, no doubt. My mom's kind of the same way. She's bipolar and schizophrenic. Has been since my childhood. Fun combination there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've had to be kind of a caretaker towards her ever since I was a kid. So childhood, I really didn't have one really <laughs> but i still love her and even with like all these test results she still loves me and says you know you're still my same peanut that's what she calls me but she lives all the way in florida still oh, and no. yeah that's a quite a distance from virginia <laughs> yeah yeah but, and florida is not a good place right now ugh, that, no. that's a dumpster fire in itself but that's that's again i could go on and on about that one <laughs> But I feel bad for her being there because sometimes she is alone and she doesn't like to be alone. It makes her mind wander to bad things. And thankfully, my brother is taking care of her. My older youngest of the older brothers is taking care of her, James. So, you know, I still I miss her a lot. She misses me. The last time I saw her, she was in a hospital bed, barely, you know, able to function. So <laughs> but she's home now. She's OK. We she learned how to text and it's been cute. Nice. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> so we yeah. She really I, wants to see me, like, face-to-face. -face. I keep trying to get my mom to agree to get a smartphone. She had one, but she got annoyed with it because it was one of those, you know, pay-as-you-go plans. Ew. Those are and, fun. yeah, and I have a, a plan with T-Mobile, and I have an extra line right now, so I was like, Mom, I could put a local-to-you phone number on it and bring it up to you. And she keeps kind of pushing back on it. But it's like, but we could text. Because um, right now, I call her once a week, and we talk for like two or three hours. <laughs> like, Sometimes oh even God. it's like dead silence you talk. And... Well, and you could also get like a, a smartphone with like Skype or Discord or, 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 or some, some, some service. Or even Zoom. And, or Zoom, yeah. I mean... Because like when we were in Guatemala, we, we had to call back to our to our family, and instead of paying for minutes, we just did Skype or on the Wi-Fi at the hotel, and it worked beautifully. Yeah. Around the system. <laughs> exactly. Until they got wise of it, and then, then the next year when we went down there, they were like, every minute that you're on there costs. I'm like, oh, you, you got wise to us. <laughs> That's yeah. too bad. Yeah, I know. When I was uh, in Alaska for nine months, my uh, my family couldn't move with me. And Chris and I basically every night Skype, <laughs> so without I mean, fail. I went to visit Florida for two weeks because my mom uh, was in the hospital, and I wanted to make sure you know she wasn't gonna die on me or something. Yeah, it was pretty um, bad. I was every night, you know, when the hospital wouldn't let me visit her anymore. I was calling, you know, my husband's. One of them really doesn't like being apart from me for too long. Uh, a lot of abandonment issues. So yep, I hear you there. We yeah. we all. We all got our own quirks, <laughs> but it was nice to, you know, talk to him, you know, watch TV with him, like watch a show or something while we were chatting on the phone. And like nowadays, there are a lot more services that are doing watch parties. So, I mean, services are getting wise to this and they're like, OK, let's make it. You can make money, man. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it can be rough when going back to poly relationships, when you've got partners who have various issues. Like, just as an example, Chris has a big abandonment issue as well. So I 
would. <laughs> Those months I was in Alaska were very difficult, and more so for him and for our son, who was abandoned by his egg donor at the age of two. I took him and raised him as my own. He's more or less fine, but there's always that fear of, of abandonment again. And, and if you've got that situation going on in a poly relationship where, you know, you've got special needs of that sort on one side, but then maybe somebody else doesn't understand that in another part of the relationship that can be really rough to deal with. Yeah, um, I do. I am in a big poly group. Uh, I think there's at least six to eight of us, maybe, not counting Frasley and you guys. <laughs> so actually, that would probably make it ten at that point. Start to lose track now. <laughs> and, and, and that's a good point, too, is you want to make sure that you're always keeping in contact with everybody and keeping track of of who's where because yeah because because like i don't think i at this point would want to go into any in, into any more than just than than just like sort of happened like yeah at first it was just you know me kayla's and lucian back there and then lucian wanted to bring in Allie and des and i brought in not only you and Sash, i brought in kara and, and then teddy got into which is kayla's sorry he got uh, in contact with uh, his very first girlfriend he had a long time ago, but they, you know, didn't break off in bad terms. It was just, you know, different stuff. Yeah. She's back in the picture, and he wants to be have her involved, so. <laughs> it just kind of all happened, like, centipede. I'm like, oh, well, all right, this is it. Yeah. God, centipede. <laughs> That's a scary thing. <laughs> that is literally what it's become. It's become centipede. So I'm like, all right, okay. <laughs> It's starting to do a juggle act here. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, now I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> it, it's yeah. very, very organic, and, and like, and you yeah. don't set out to, 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 to go into it. Yeah, it just, just sort of happened, you know. Long as they were, I was being asked and everybody was kind of in the know. Yeah. Uh, then everything was fine. But yeah. everybody in my poly group has a problem of some sort, of any kind. We're all, we've all got mental disabilities of some kind, so we all understand. Yep. Even you two, the newest of the group. <laughs> I've got my own issues that I'm working through. Yeah, like one of them has abandonment issues, uh, severe PTSD to the point that their family did not even celebrate their own birthday. Oh. Yeah, they never had a real birthday. They would celebrate their sibling's birthday. Not them. What the hell? I don't M. understand that kind of abuse of a of a child. Yeah, that's why. No. Like this year, we sent them a care package of a whole bunch of stuff and presents because <laughs> they never got birthday presents, not even a damn card. That's so, second it, yeah. it their their family is horrible. <laughs> it, and like they had like an abusive husband at one point like physically abusive and mentally abusive it's a whole slew of things that they had but all of us have you know like depression we're all lgbt as well obviously from poly but even after outside of that we have other stuff like lucian back here is bisexual Allie's pansexual <laughs> a little bit of everybody yeah yeah we're just a, we're just a varied group <laughs> Well, and that's a good thing. I mean, mm -hmm. I've known poly groups where everybody was, you know, pretty much cishet. And I, I'm never quite sure how that works because I've never been any of those. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, I never, like, I didn't understand why I felt some girls were, like, pretty. And there was one girl in particular that I severely bonded with, like, a lot. Like, I loved, like, resting on her chest and just cuddling with her. And I'm like, why is this? Are we just, like, really good friends? I didn't understand it until, you know, much later when L- <laughs> LGBT... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. But uh, LGBT stuff started coming up on the internet when I finally had resources, and I'm like, oh, well, okay, then I'm not just weird. I actually just, I do have attraction to females. We're trying to come out as interested in girls when I was eight, and that did not go over well. I'm sure. But again, it was a romantic feeling I had. It wasn't, at eight, it was not sex. No, yeah, I've um, never felt me and sex. I know my PTSD probably does play a part in it because I was, uh, I hope this isn't too heavy for this, but I was molested uh, when I was 10 by my uncle. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that played a huge part in why I feel I'm at least on the asexual spectrum somewhere. Uh, yeah, although I do want to to make a note here that asexuality does not have to be due to a trauma it can be but it doesn't have to be no yeah it doesn't have to be no that is not you know a a hard and fast rule for that kind of thing yeah if you don't feel the attraction for that it's then you're it then you're ace in some yeah i tried to explain to a group of uh of people that like like they're about like the the proper dating experience and they're like if you have to be physically attracted to somebody to to date them and i'm like hey i i i look at people for who they are yeah and and it was a foreign concept to them and i and we actually got into a thing where the the group leader would say you uh dead name you need to you need to say that you're wrong and move on i'm like Uh, oh i did at the end because i i i I wasn't being assertive in in the moment i would have given this <laughs> I, I i wanted to I, I wanted to do that but i i couldn't <laughs> yeah bring me in next time i'll do it for you <laughs> no don't ever ever step down from that stance because that is completely wrong of them to do that i did not know at the time but now thankfully i know i know that put it, your it, foot down be like nah yeah either put your foot down or put your foot up their ass one of the two and <laughs> It's even, very easy to be pushed into things sometimes. It is. When, it is very yeah. easy. I, I was talking with a a, uh, a they're a, a close friend of me, but I was talking with them about how like we had talked about dating at one point, and, and I said and I said I was able to say to them like I realize now why I didn't never wanted to date you is I said I would never have made you happy, I never would have been happy, and it just would not have worked. And and like I I, I knew back then it was a compatibility issue, but I didn't know why. But now now I do. Right now you now you have the answers. Yeah. Yeah. I think my situation is somewhat like yours, Jedefay, in that a combination of my actually being trans and not knowing it, plus being molested pretty much the second I hit puberty, was it just left me confused and also sexualized in a way. Because this happens a lot with, with people who are molested. They actually ask for more sometimes and sometimes, yeah. like not all young people will do this but but some young people will will think oh this person particularly if it was a much older person who molested them will think that they should want it in a weird way yeah. so they'll sort of ask for it and you know so i feel like a lot of my teenage years were 
you know, me trying to deal with, you know, having been introduced to sex in a not good way, um, pretty much as soon as I had sexual characteristics. And at the same time, being horrified because I didn't want those sexual characteristics because I wasn't a woman. Yeah. And so now my relationship to sex is, I don't even know how I feel because it's not like, especially because I'm taking testosterone, which will do this to you even if you're not otherwise inclined. It tends to make you horny, like inexplicably. But so it's like, I can get that feeling, but at the same time, I absolutely have not wanted to have sex with anybody for a couple of years. Yeah, that's that's another kind of misnomer is people think that, oh, asexual people cannot be horny at all or like porn or anything like that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That has nothing to do with it. It's yeah. about attraction to a person. I, I know I've said like that I'm not horny, but I and I, I really mean that I'm not attracted to other people because I, I can get the same that same feeling. But yeah, it's like not with anybody yeah. else. I'm like, like, like I do online role play, especially with Lucian over here. And, you know, I don't mind role playing out sex scenes with my characters or even like getting lewd art commissioned of my characters. I'm all fine for that. And I can appreciate artists making that kind of stuff. But when it comes to like either real porn or even just the act of doing it with myself, not not there really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I and and of course everybody's different. Some people have absolutely no sexual interest. Some people they get urges but they just don't want to do anything about it, or they get urges and they masturbate but they don't wanna have sex with another person. Yeah. That's where I am right now is that I don't yeah. want to have sex with anyone. At and that's all. that's still that's still being asexual. Absolutely. It legitimately yeah. is. Even the, if you, you know, masturbate or if you look at porn or anything like that, you're still ace because it's being ace is about what you are attracted to or what your desires are. Like there are times that I can I can power through and urge them but it's like I'm just going to watch TV or something like that. I mean, and and it's like what I do. Yeah, because it's like yeah, I mean, and like I even saw on, on some of the boards you said it, it sometimes it's because you, you're bored. It's, it's the same way, like, I it, it may sound like a bad analogy, but it's like when I feel hungry, sometimes I'm thirsty. I mean, it's do something else, and you're like, oh, okay, I'm not that anymore. Go sit in a recliner, that'll go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sometimes I'll just nap. I'll yeah. say, oh, well, okay, I guess I'm just going to lay in bed. And. I've got a fr- I've got a friend who I've tried to explain th- this stuff to and and they don't understand. It. I'm like at one point I said, okay, we need to stop talking about this between me and them. I said I, we need to stop talking about this because you're you're getting to the place where you're, you make me uncomfortable asking me too many questions. Yeah, understand. Yeah. And there's there's resources you can point them to that describe it in a more professional sense. I need to do that. The, the, like the I believe it's asexuality.org. Which is a, a great resource. I, 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 I've been browsing that one quite a bit. Yeah, I, I was really worried for you with that situation you're describing because that actually really upset. It, it sounded like they were like really pushing you in a way that was almost like a verbal rape. Not, and it, I'm not trying to trivialize the term no. rape, but says no. That which means no. Brasley had said. Yeah, you know. I had said no, and like they kept asking me about like that part down there that I don't even want to think about, and they and and, 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 I, and I said 
I even said to them, you're causing me discomfort that's, by asking about this. To me, that's stepping over the line when you're asking below the belt. Unless you really know that person well, like, you know, you and me having certain discussions. And there's reasons for them. It's never, yeah. like, for a sexual reason. It's usually no. just, you know, discussing, like, if something's happening down there, is this normal? You know, or just saying, you know, how we would like to not have certain, you know, parts on us. Just little stuff like that. Right. But, you know, yeah. we have a certain level of trust that's beyond, you know, a normal, per you know, normal people. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I... I, I've discussed stuff with both of you on a on an, like an educational level, but never anything that's like more than that. Because I never felt anything you asked me was invasive. If you know, if and I would tell you, I'm like eh. absolutely. And and if you had told me, I would have been like, hey, I'm gonna I I I I would have there. You would have been saying that that you had no consent for, for more. I'm like absolutely. I I will respect your withdrawal or lack of of consent in that in that period, and we will mm -hmm. move it back. Absolutely. It, a lot of this, uh, I, I, this whole conversation is like, and everything has been really about communication and consent. Consent with other people, exactly. respect. Mm -hmm. And consent can be rescinded. Absolutely. Just because, uh, like, even like in a sexual situation, just because somebody says yes one night, if they say no another night, no means no. And I actually had to run into that, not for sexual reasons, but using my dead name. My family kept claiming that I said it was okay for everybody to, in my family to use my dead name, but I clarified no, only my mother can because she has memory problems. So I don't yeah. expect her to remember to call me properly. And I don't mind if she doesn't. But everybody's like, oh, but you said it was okay for this. And I'm like, even if I did and I forgot, I'm saying no now. And you need to respect that. Yeah. But they were not going to do so. They kept telling me my dead name. And I'm like, you know what? Okay. Block. Not going to talk to you no more. <laughs> I had to block somebody I know on Twitter because I had given them consent to, well, to at least not follow me, but to see that stuff. But then when I found out they were following me again, I was like, blocked, sorry. You, you and, oh, and they broke my trust in a whole different way. Both of yeah. you know about it. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know me, I was I was getting pissy druid kitty about and, it. And, and and I appreciate that that that, 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 that like both of you have like been there for me and and, and that like, you're sometimes the, the, the strong part of me that I'm not, <laughs> that I'm not strong at. I don't know about that. <laughs> Or maybe I'm not confident. I I become more confident. Neither am I. <laughs> when it comes to myself, I'm not confident. But if somebody is messing with my fam, uh, claws out. <laughs> I will uh, go after their face. Yeah, same here. Same here. It's it's weird all the things that I have allowed people to talk me into that I look back and go, what the hell? Yeah. But it's like, but somebody makes somebody that I care about uncomfortable. Blammo. Like motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's like, if if only we could all apply that to ourselves. I know, right? <laughs> be a lot yeah. easier. Yeah, I, I'm thankfully learning how to stand for myself more, but I'm still, I'm st I still got a ways, ways to go. I try to, but sometimes my brain, I don't have the spoons to handle some things. And I have, you know, people like you guys looking out for those, you know, signals that somebody's going on the offensive on me and you're like, wait a minute. Every once in a while, I have to second guess myself. All the sexual abuse that I've endured when I identified as a woman, I didn't really stop to think about the fact that a lot of that would stop the minute I said, I'm not a woman. And sometimes I look back at that and I go, am I absolutely sure that I didn't come out as trans just to get it to stop? That's valid. Yeah. I mean, that that may 
It well, could have pushed you all along. It could not have. It could it, have just, yeah. You know. I have to. When I do that, I I just you gotta remind myself. You got to yourself in about that. You're like, no, no, overthinking. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The That's the thing. That's yeah. the thing. Because there are times when I, I start to do that, and then I'm like, that would suck if I'd taken all this testosterone and started to grow body hair and other and things. You know? That really would suck. Particularly since my singing voice is kind of a, a casualty of testosterone. So you're but, getting uh, into the tenor range now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. But my voice also isn't as effortless as it used to be, which is difficult for me. But then I look at it and I'm like, no, this is right. This is who I am. I am sure. But there are times when I've just questioned myself because that's what I'm going through right now with the sexuality stuff is I'm saying, am I actually asexual or have I just been abused enough that I just can't stand the thought of sex anymore. And, and honestly, that could still be asexuality. Yeah, but... it absolutely can. That's just, yeah. you know, it's a factor that may have played into it. But, you know, if you think back, you, even if the trauma didn't happen, you probably still wouldn't be attracted if you're not attracted now. <laughs> yeah, I was laying awake uh, about a month or two ago asking myself, am I asexual because I'm just afraid to try any of the stuff? But then I, I thought back over the years, I'm like, no, because I've had so many opportunities, both both uh, like with females and with males. And I'm like, no, I've, I, I, I really do feel that I'm asexual. But yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. I, I, I can resonate with with what you're saying in, in a different different regard. But I can understand your, your, your journey and your struggles. Yeah, absolutely. I want to understand my own self, I think. It's like it's not that anything is wrong or not wrong or whatever. It's like, but why? You know, why am I this thing? Why am yeah. I not that thing? And of course, I am married, and I feel guilty sometimes, because particularly since my partner is a lot younger than I am, and so while I wouldn't say he's in his sexual prime anymore, he's definitely still in, in his prime. There's a 15-year age difference there that he might not have been ready to give up sex, and yet we're not having it, and we haven't had it regularly for the better part of a decade. I, I sometimes worry about that and go, oh God. And he's there for me. He says, if I need someone, you know, he says, I know that you're open to my seeing other people if I want to. I don't want to, but I know you'd be okay with that. And I mean, we've talked it all out, but I still feel bad. I'm like, wow, I am everything that you didn't expect when we got together. I have those exact same thoughts, especially involving Lucian and Kalos. I have legit come to the middle of the night crying because I'm like, I'm afraid you're not going to love me anymore if I identify as a gender or if I don't feel female or if I get a breast reduction, which I really want. <laughs> I hear you there. Ush. I... I got blessed with big girls, and I really do not like them. <laughs> you know, they are—they are just a pain in the ass. If I—I I wish I could just unscrew them and give them to somebody that does want them. I—I'd take them. If I care for Asley, you can have them. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I would love to get rid of mine, um, and not just—I mean, I always felt that way. My I... sister would say to me, "Oh God, I hate you because you got the big ones," and 
And like, I give them to you, damn it. <laughs> and I always said that. I was like, I don't care about them. They're, you know, they're heavy. They hurt. Exactly. And it's like, now I'm dying to get rid of them, you know, because of the whole trans thing. Yeah, and that's... of course, now that I've lost my job, I have to put off surgery yet again. So oh. that's, that's always so... a struggle. Um, and yeah. for me, as far as breast reduction goes, breast reduction can actually be more dangerous than getting rid of them altogether because of yeah. all the things that could go and, wrong. Yeah. And I have to look into maybe losing weight, which I'd like to do. I don't I don't think I'll ever be like super skinny and I really don't want to be. No offense to anybody that is, but I I think I can stand to lose 100 pounds. I'll be happy then. And apparently that's a way to get smaller smaller boobs. I can say cuz I was 100 pounds heavier on myself and yeah, mine even as, even as a as, as being like the biological sex of male assigned at birth mine went down a considerable amount since i lost mine so yeah yeah uh, that's and, probably the safest way to do it really and, and i needed I think, it for I the think help there are like some supplements that can kind of help with it but you know I'll i needed it that. i needed it for the health but then now i'm like i kind of missed them i'm gonna miss them <laughs> I miss my moobs. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, I would love to send you mine, although you probably wouldn't like them because they're hairy now. So there you that's go, the worst part about having these damn things is that they're hairy. It's like, okay, it was one thing when they were at least, Somewhat you know, bald. <laughs> you know, female looking, but now it's just this. Yeah, if you give them to Frasley, you can just shave it. Yeah, I'm actually looking at <laughs> well, getting one of those, uh, 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 the, one of those, um, manscapers not for the people area where people think i i i could care less what happens down there but yeah i but for like the, the chest and stuff like that i i'm actually looking at, at investing in one of those because yeah i i don't get a lot of hair which is one reason why i think i'm lacking in testosterone and stuff like that but i do get enough that i have to every once in a while go in and shave it off i'm blessed where i don't have to shave it all because like my legs and all that the hair is like fine peach fuzz oh you can never see it same with on my arms. Unless you're actually looking for it, you don't see it. <laughs> yeah, that was the same with me. Like, I hit puberty and all my body hair fell out. Except, like, I had pubic hair, but not yeah, a lot of it. I, but yeah. now <laughs> I have hair everywhere, which is wiggy for me. Because, again, I'm used to not having any hair anywhere. You'll get used to it. <laughs> now you're like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm a dude now. So, dudes are hairy. Well, if it would grow on my face, I'd be happier, but... I can see you sporting a good goatee. I, I, I can, too, because I can, I would I love see. it. I would love it. Robert Downey Jr. style. Yeah. Yeah, I would love that. So... Hopefully it starts coming in more. I, I, I don't know science, but hopefully it starts like to, to really get in there. I think it will eventually. Well, yeah. my my acne is starting to reduce... So I'm thinking That's the good. hair is maxed. Yeah, I'm thinking the hair will start coming in more because I had really bad acne. Well, do we have more to discuss? And I think this makes it where we can bring uh, Jetta back in the future because, I mean, yeah. there's always new topics we can find out because we, we really haven't talked about the, the queer platonic relationship and how it's really, it's a it's a committed relationship that, that is, as, as you said, it's not right to say that it goes a, a beyond best friend because it's, it's different. It's different than best friends, different than romance. It's its own specific relationship. And it's own type of love. Absolutely. Yeah, and, yeah maybe uh, we should have uh, actually talked about it more, but we we talked about asexuality a lot, so I, th yeah. I felt that, like that. Asexuality definitely needs some love. It, it does. It, it, gets, yeah. it gets shat on quite a bit. Like, yeah. 
I, I, I'm watching some of these stories. Some of them are fiction, some of them are real about like even about some different relationships. And it's amazing if they had realized what asexuality was, many of them probably would have, it would have changed the dynamic in a good way. And there would have been a, a lot of healthier. Okay, well, I think we might be done for this evening. So thanks for listening, everybody, and see you next week. This podcast has been a production of Kitty Dream Studios. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com. Thank <laughs> you.